welcome to a special bonus episode of the Red Arrow Health and Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Marco, with my lovely, lovely, lovely co-host, who's enjoying the whiskey. <laughs> Jessica. <laughs> so, Jessica, this is a little, kind of like what happened when we were doing Listeners Want to Know Part 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got just ran long. So what we have here is this is episode 76, and it really is a continuation of the recording session we did for episode 75. We're going to pick up right where we left off. I'm doing this intro actually at the end of our recording session, so I'm going to do all sorts of editing to make this make sense. Awesome. So this episode is Taking Flight 4, Medical Mishaps Edition. We started out explaining the episode in the last episode. But we're going to do a tasting of six whiskeys, all Michigan whiskeys. And with each level in the flight, we are going to also share some medical mishap stories to either make you feel better, inspire you, show you can overcome them, whatever you need. Just laugh. (laughs) Those are going to be there. So we started on the last episode. We're picking up where we left off on this one. So here we go. All right, you ready? Round four. Round four. Round four is one I picked out. So this one actually took us a while because uh, it's one kind of like the other one. It's finished in a different cask. Mm-hmm. And they had a variety of different cask finishes that uh, we couldn't decide what we wanted to do. Let me pour this out real quick. Okay. Smells good. Ooh, I like that a lot. This is from Iron Fish Distillery in Thompsonville, Michigan. And if you don't know where Thompsonville, Michigan, it's kind of halfway between Manistee and Traverse City. It's uh, it's going to be up towards the, if you're looking at your hand, it's up towards the, the pinky and the ring finger in okay. there. Mm-hmm. They make several bourbons, and they have several that have been uh, finished in a variety of casks. And we are actually, I mean, they've got, a, I think, a port and a sherry or, you know, a bunch of those. We were trying to decide between this one and the one that was finished in uh, mezcal casks. Yep. Uh, but this one is finished in Caribbean rum casks. It's 86 proof, batch number nine. And the description on this on the bottle is, while waiting for our own distilled whiskey we found this full flavored spirit made from a blend of corn rye and malted barley and aged in charred american oak barrels we loved it and finished it in freshly emptied caribbean rum casks the taste plays off the sweetness of the rum and the corn the spice of rye and the nutty flavors of malted barley here's to changing it up and making it right Enjoy the journey of Iron Fish. It has a fish on the label. See? Fishy, fishy. Yes, it does. What do you think? I like it. It's kind of sweet. Definitely a sweetness. It doesn't do that throat warming thing at all. No, but it doesn't have a burn to it either. It does not. I, I, I really like this. This one is for sure good for it's, like you're putting definitely a few getting, cubes in it and just sipping it. You're definitely getting the American oak. Absolutely. That it was originally aged in. You are getting some of that rum barrel. Like um, the one of the wineries nearby ages their Chardonnay in rum barrels. And that one, you also get the rum barrel notes. And you're getting those same kind of notes with this. I mean, there's a small piece of it. Not on the, not on the front of the palate. Not as it's going down your throat, but kind of in the middle. For a second, it's like, am I drinking a rum? Just mm-hmm. for a moment on every sip. No, this is good. Mm-hmm. All right. While I'm sipping on this, why don't you tell us about your hot hand? My hand? Your hot hand. And I'm not talking about poker. Yeah. So I I hurt my hand a very long time ago. Um, because we were old. We're from the 19s. From the 19s. Kid One tells us all the time. We're yep. old timey. Um, Ask us about life in the depression. Yeah, exactly. Oh, that kid's such a turd. Um, no, then the night that I moved home after my 
sophomore year of college. Yeah, right? Sophomore? It's the year that I worked at Casual Court. Has had to have been sophomore. Um, you sure it wasn't freshman year? No, because I had two jobs the summer I did this. Okay. Yeah. You know what happens when you get old is the memory gets foggy. I hate you right now. I know. I have tell an the, entire scrapbook full of pictures of Tell this. the story. I'm trying to. <laughs> okay. All right. So it was the night that I moved back home after finishing my sophomore year of college, and I was trying to unpack all of my stuff, and I was feeling super stressed out. And I said to myself, I know what I need. I don't know why, because finals were over and you're home. And it's probably just like post-anxiety. When are my grades coming out? I need to know how I did. Um, and you weren't home yet. And Did I fail water aerobics? No, that was the year before I where know. I anyway. failed water aerobics. Um, A story so, from another night. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I was like, I know what I should do to help myself relax while I unpack all this crap. I'm going to light some candles around my room. And so I did. And this is not, was not like an uncommon thing for me to do. I'd done it a thousand times before. Um, But on this particular night, I found one very old candle that somebody had given me for like a birthday present. And it was, back around this time, there were jelly candles. Um, They were really, really popular. And they basically looked like jello in a glass jar. Um, And they wiggled when you poked them. And they were fun. They had nice smells. Um, this one was, Gee, I wonder why they were popular with college students. Exactly. This one was clear, uh, smelled like gardenias or something like, I don't know. So I lit it and then I did something incredibly stupid and I stuck it on my bookshelf underneath a shelf, not like on the very top of my bookshelf, but un- in right in the middle, right underneath a shelf, um, which you should not ever, ever do. Um, so I'm going about my business. I'm listening to music. I'm unpacking all my stuff. I was actually starting to unwind. And then all of a sudden I heard this weird beeping sound and I was like, what is that noise? What's that noise? And so I'm looking around, couldn't figure it out. And, uh, I happened to look over at my bookshelf and I find that this jelly candle is completely on fire. Like flames are shooting out the top of it onto my bookshelf. And I was like, holy it's going to set the house on fire. I have to put it out. So I grabbed the glass candle container to bring it to my face to blow it out. Um, in the process of doing that, all of that jelly candle had had melted um, and it all splashed down onto my hand. It was on fire when it splashed down onto my hand. And I am like full on panicking because it was like 11 o'clock at night. My parents were already in bed. I wanted the fire alarm to go off. I did not want to set the house on fire. So I am frantically like blowing on this thing like crazy trying to get it to put out i got it put out but then i was standing there holding this like really really hot glass container with this melty jelly wax all over my hand and my dad like my parents were up they were like what's that noise we've never heard this before <laughs> they're like, we think it's the fire alarm why is the fire alarm going off and they're wandering into because we hadn't been cooking in their house our, yet yeah our hallway that i shared with my brother and they come in my dad sees me just standing in the room holding a jar and he takes one look at my hand and was like oh, and he throws me out of my room across the hall into the bathroom and flips on the cold water and is like put your hand in here don't move and i don't remember a whole lot my parents told me I started screaming at that point I don't remember it um but I do remember a conversation that took place between the two of them where my mom was like we need to get the butter to put the butter on top of the burn and my dad was going no don't put butter on it woman that's the worst thing you can do she's like no I'm pretty sure this is what you do and I snapped out of whatever was wrong with me and I was like holy do not put butter on my hand right now um and they were like okay we won't put butter on it um so my dad like came over and looked in the sink. I was not looking in the sink because I was terrified and it hurt so bad. Um, and he basically was like, yeah, we're going to the emergency room right now. Get shoes on. So we go to the emergency room. Did he shove you out the door? He did not shove me out the door. They were very, very nice to me. Um, I did have a bag of ice that I had on top of my hand. They're like, just, just keep the ice on there. Um, so we get to the emergency room and the doctor is looking at it and he was like, yep, that is a second and a couple of spots, a third degree burn there. And it's like, oh, is it going to be okay? Are you going to amputate my hand? <laughs> He's like, no, I don't think we have to do that. But eventually that blister is going to pop and that's not going to feel so good for you. Um, so they sent me home on Vicodin. 
I don't like Vicodin. It made me so sick and it made me so loopy and it was terrible. <laughs> this is such an understatement because you called me. I did. <laughs> I remember this. And I feel like I was talking to you. You must have been on another planet because you were space cadet. Yeah. You were so. I know that I fell asleep. So drugged up. Yeah. I woke up and the phone was like cradled in my head and I was like, what the hell? Why is the phone? Oh, I called my boyfriend. Oh, dear. I fell asleep on the phone. That's bad. Anyways, um, they sent me home on Vicodin and then they gave me the special burn cream. Sildenine, I think is what it was called. And very, very clear instructions on how to keep it clean and how to keep it like coated in this stuff. Um we have one picture of the bandage like being changed where you could see the massive, massive blister on it. Um, we were hoping that the blister would stay for longer than it did, but it lasted for about 24 hours and then it popped. And then I got to go see how nasty was that? So it hurt a lot, but I thought it was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Did it shoot stuff across the room? No, actually, when the blister popped, there was a bandage on it, so it just soaked all of the pus up. Gross. Yeah. Um, but we had to go get it, like, cleaned and had the skin removed because we didn't want it to get infected. So I sat there, and I was, like, watching very intently as my doctor very, like, carefully removed all of the dead skin. Um, and he was like, do you want to lay down? Are you feeling okay? And I was like, this is so cool. Um yeah. Anyways, it took it took all summer to finally get some skin. That sucked. Don't recommend doing that. It has healed very nicely though. Um, I think for the first three years it was like a bright, bright red, purpley color. Do you remember? Yeah, it was bright red. Yeah. Um, when I got cold, it turned purple, and when I got really hot, it turned redder, which was fun. Um, but now it's just like regular skin. You can't. You can hardly even see the scar anymore, but I do have a keloid on the on the side of it. He did want to do uh, some cosmetic surgery at one point. The, the scar was really, really thick at that point. It has calmed down since then. What do they call it? A, a Z-plasty? They wanted to do a Z-plasty to try and remove some of the scar so tissue on the like side. And I was Zorro like, so cut. you want to put the mark of Zorro on my yeah. hand? And he just started laughing. He's like, well, I guess it would look like that. And I said, no, thanks. I'll just I'll have my scar and it'll be fine. Um, but it's, yeah, it's just skin now. It's nice. The moral of the story is don't light jelly candles. And if you're going to don't stick them on a bookshelf because they will explode and you will get very, very badly burned. Mm -hmm. That's the end. Yay. Yay. We'll spend an entire summer regrowing skin. Okay. What do you got? Oh, I see. We're going to talk about your thumb. Yeah. Nothing nearly as cool. Nope. No. Uh, so... (laughs) When um, when I finished my doctorate, there were uh, two big purchases for myself, quote unquote, big, big on a college grad student budget. Hmm. One was the tattoo I got on my ankle. Mm-hmm. And then the other item was a uh, iPod. Uh, what was it? The iPod Nano. I don't know. Third generation. It was one of those. It was a square. The tiny one. Yeah, it was a square with a screen and it. And it had a little dial that you had to use your thumb for. Mm-hmm. So I got that and I was playing with it. And fast forward like six months and I'm going around. I When I finished my degree, I stayed on in a faculty role. I was teaching and everything. But it was non-tenure track and I, I needed to find the next stop in my career. And so I had interviewed a whole lot of places and I got called up for a um, for interviews in D.C., which is really what opened up the doors to going on to a big chunk of my career when I was doing Intel work and everything. So I'm supposed to go up there and also I'm getting just crazy pain in my, my hand. I can't really use my, my right hand. I'm like, what the hell's going on? So we go into the doctor's office and it's like, look, I've got like really important back to back to back to interviews all over the country right now, including one up in DC and I'm right handed and I can't use my, my right hand. What the hell is going on? And, you know, the first the first thing she comes back with, look at me, you know, and wasn't the fattest I was, but I was heading still on the upward trend. And I'm probably 280, 290 at that point. And she's like, gout was her first thing. She's like, I think you got gout. I'm like, are you are you kidding me? (laughs) I'm 28 years old. You think I have gout? (laughs) 
well, you are overweight. I'm like, oh, you got me there. <laughs> no <laughs> Sherlock, I'm fat. But gout? In my thumb. My thumb. So they they run some tests, and lo and behold, I don't have gout. Amazing. No. Um, and so while she was waiting, she was running tests, I was playing on my iPod. And then they realized, you got tendonitis. <laughs> I'm like, you gave it to yourself. I gave it to myself <laughs> playing on my uh, my new toy. Um, so they put me in a big like hand brace that goes like up to the middle of my forearm to basically isolate. It's like a almost like one of those archery gloves. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I got that thing on, uh, and I got to go off and do interviews. And of course, every time I, you know I go, it's not just I'm going in for one interview. It's going like, oh, we're gonna parade you around, and it's like two days of interviews. And every time you go out to dinner, it's actually an interview, and you have to go out to lunch. I'm right-handed, so there's a lot of working meal type interview on the fly and in between that you're going office to office being dropped off with the next person who's interviewing you mm-hmm. and it always starts with what happened to your hand so, to which my answer you should was have just taken the splint off for the weekend my well i was in so much pain yeah. and uh usually i didn't say oh it's playing with my ipod it was, uh, oh, I don't know. I wish I had a cool story. I wish I was saving, like, orphans from a fire or something, but I don't have a cool story. Um, and, of course, because I was playing with my iPod, I really don't have a good story. <laughs> but it was miserable. I, I was struggling to eat. I couldn't eat. And, of course, like, we're talking to people, so I'm like, the reason why they're at these meals, so they're staring at me, and it's making me more self-conscious, not on top of the fact that, especially... At that point, and we've spoken about this on other uh, podcasts where I was like so self-conscious when people looked at me eating because I, I was self-conscious about being so overweight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now I can't even function and work a fork. And at one point they took us out for Chinese. I'm like, how the hell? And it was a nice Chinese restaurant. So like, there were no forks. <laughs> how so the hell funny. am I going to work chopsticks with my left hand? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hot mess. Aww. Survived it. Got the job. Uh, yeah. Anyway, let's do another round of whiskey. Okay. <laughs> Chopsticks. Yeah. <laughs> Thank God these are only uh, half ounce pours. Mm-hmm. All right, this one is Eastern Kill Distillery out of Grand Rapids, Michigan. It is 45% alcohol, so 90 proof. This is the Michigan Straight Bourbon Whiskey. And uh, I've been wanting to try this one for a while. Uh, On the label, way up at the neck, taken from the Middle Dutch for Riverbed, Eastern Kill Distillery sits near the eastern banks of the Grand River in Grand Rapids, Michigan, where our bourbon is crafted from grain and double pot distilled. Aged for at least two years in charred new oak barrels, this straight bourbon is made in small batches from hand-selected barrels to achieve a rich, exceptional whiskey. And that smells like corn. What do you think, Jess? It's very corny. Mm -mm. Nope. This one's a nope for me. You know when they're talking about when they're talking about the double uh, pot distilling, though, it also it very much has. Almost a peaty notes to it, almost like a scotch. Less like a, this is this reminds me more of a scotch than a bourbon. Okay, I don't think I've ever. It's had not scotch. a scotch. So anyone of like who's going, oh my god, it's not a scotch. But what it triggers in my brain makes me think more like scotches than uh, bourbons, and especially those that they're generating in Michigan these days. You know, probably my my least favorite of the ones so far. Tastes um, like moonshine. A little bit. It does. You know what? This, so one, this one's going to be fun doing mixed drinks with <clears throat> and cocktails. Yeah. Yeah, this one is not for me for sipping straight out of the bottle. Mm-mm. It also has a... I mean, while the other ones, there were several of those that kept coming, having me come back for more and more and hit the different flavor notes. Just not getting as many flavor notes on this one. No. There's not as much mystery to it, not mm. as much excitement has a cool bottle it has a map like a um altitude nut topographical thank you you're welcome yeah that's pretty cool we'll play with it 
they 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 put out some cool stuff with cocktails so maybe i'll awesome. try to do low carb versions of those cocktails with this and uh we'll use it for other podcast episodes that sounds good yeah let's do some stories while stories. i sip on stories yes it, you sip that i'll sip water all right so you this round you've got a twofer I do. So to speak. Uh, it. This is all about your face. My face. So I have had some facial injuries in my life. Um, the first one happened during a summer. We were moving, getting ready to move to West Virginia. My dad had gotten transferred for work. And uh, he and my mom went to West Virginia to go house hunting. And they sent me and my brother to go stay with some of my dad's siblings. My brother went to one aunt's house because she she had sons and my brother wanted to hang out with boys and I went to stay with my dad's oldest sister she had girls and a really big house and it was great fun um always had a blast at their house and one morning got up oh you had a blast this time too yeah I did um got up the plan was we were gonna hang out in the backyard and play in the kiddie pool and eat popsicles and it's supposed to be really really fun um we had just finished breakfast and my older cousin said, okay, we're going to play a game. And I was like, Ooh, I like games. What game are we going to play? And she goes, okay, come here. You got to sit in this chair right here and you're going to we're gonna play doctor ER. <laughs> Cause that's how all these stories are going tonight. She goes, you're going to sit in this chair right here and then you're going to close your eyes and there's going to be a surprise. And I was like, yeah, this sounds amazing. Um, so I did. I sat in the chair, I closed my eyes, and then my cousin proceeded to pull me backwards in the chair and then Wait, but you can't pull back in the chair when you're up against the mic, though. You gotta stay forward. Oh, pull me back in the chair, so I'm leaning backwards, and then she shoved me forwards. And I think the plan was for me to just sort of, like, bounce but not really go anywhere. But unbeknownst to me at the time, this chair only had three legs. So Was it it supposed to have four or was it an actual three-legged stool? No, it was supposed to have four. It was broken. Um, it only had three, so it wasn't balanced correctly. And instead of just sort of like bouncing when she let me go, I went flying through the air and the chair was in front of a desk and the desk had very, very sharp corners. And so I went flying through the air and my face landed right on one of those corners. And it's what wound up happening was it sliced right above my eye, my left eyebrow got sliced right open and so like i remember that i was stunned and i looked up and i looked at my cousin and she her eyes got really big and she clamped her hands over her mouth and she went (gasps) and then she ran out of the room she ran to her room and like hid and she left me in the kitchen all by myself and so i'm like screaming and crying because my head really really hurt and i was like seven i think when this happened um And so eventually my younger cousin heard me from outside because she was already like out in the kiddie pool with the popsicles. It was morning. So summer vacation. Um, She came running in and she looked at me and her eyes got really big. And right then I was like touching my forehead to see if I was like bleeding. And I pulled my fingers away and like my fingers were covered in blood. And so then I really started screaming and crying and my younger cousin ran out to the yard to get her mom and everybody came running in and it got very chaotic at that point. And like paper towels were thrust at my head and my aunt was trying to get me to calm down. And she's also screaming at her oldest son, call 911, get an ambulance down here. Cause they didn't know really what was happening. Um, I wasn't giving any details. My older cousin was missing. <laughs> fortunately like before my cousin could give the address my my aunt's mother-in-law walked in the house and she had been a nurse for a very very long time and she my my aunt was like oh thank goodness you're here come look at this and she comes over and she she pulls the napkins off my head and she goes oh yeah it's just a cut she needs stitches she's gonna be fine don't call 911 for that that's stupid and so my aunt's screaming at my cousin get off the phone hang up on 911 don't send the ambulance so he Hangs up on nine one one, um. So she called the pedi her her kid's pediatrician, and um she arranges for me to be seen there. And um, we're getting ready to go, and the cousin that put me in the chair that caused all of this came creeping out of her room, and she had her hands over her mouth, and like you could tell that she was laughing because she was going because she thought it was funny. Um, so we leave, and I go and get stitches 
for the first time in my life and they like three people had to hold me down on that table. I'm pretty sure there was like no painkillers administered. C-sec- I mean, since then, aside from your C-sections, have you had stitches? Mm. Did they give you stitches no, when you I had your gallbladder out? I mean, or those just yeah, there were stitches for that. Okay. Not the same type of stitches, though. Like, no. that. this is an injury stitch. And those were the internal these ones were, that dissolve. I mean, no, like, I had stitches on my belly oh, from okay. the gallbladder. Um, after after I got the stitches, my aunt took me to the toy store and let me pick out any to- toy in the entire store that I wanted. And I was super geeked about that because I got a baby doll. And then everything was fine. Yeah. How'd your parents respond? I don't think well. I think that they had to cut their house hunting trip short because they came and got us. From what I recall, um, I did <laughs> the next summer we were going out there and my aunt was like, are you going to come stay with us again? And I said, no, I'm not. And she goes, we got rid of the chair. And I was like, that's good. Did you get rid of the desk? Well, no, we can't get rid of the desk. I'm not coming to your house again. No, get rid of the desk and then I'll come to your house again. <laughs> so that was that was my first facial injury. Um, second one was when I was older and I was trying out for the JV softball team at my high school and I was playing I was playing second base and we were running a drill where the coach hit the ball to shortstop shortstop was going to get the ball and then throw it to second and we were going to tag the runner out that was the whole drill and it was my turn to be on second so I ran up hopped on the bag I was ready I had my glove up facing the shortstop and Somebody cracked a joke right as soon as I put my joke up and I turned my head. Your glove up, not your joke up. Yeah, my glove my glove up. And I turned my head and I was laughing. And then just as I was turning my face back towards my glove, um, the chick playing shortstop had already whipped the ball. And instead of it landing in my glove. I think it's supposed to be the young lady playing shortstop. Chick. Okay, instead well, we of are it, several whiskeys in. Instead of it landing in my glove, it nailed me right in the face. Like went right, right there in the face. And it made a very, very gross sound. And I remember I blinked and I saw my coach like starting to drop the bat and take a step forward. And then I blinked again and I was down on the ground and my entire team was surrounding me and they all were like, (gasps) and I like somebody helped me sit up. And then suddenly there was a T-shirt stuck to my face. Um, And then boys jv team showed up and they were all were like <gasps> were you bleeding oh yeah my there was blood pouring out of my face um and the jv coach was like trying to decide if i had a concussion and there were all these boys staring and laughing and this i was like the 90s where coaches didn't know i was like oh my god i want to die right now this is the worst thing that has ever happened to me um one of the girls that was trying out, she actually lived across you the street. Freshman, sophomore? Freshman. Okay. Um, one of the girls that was trying out, she lived right across the street from the softball field. She, she actually ran home and called my my parents. And um, my coach like had me sit off to the side while we waited for my dad to get there. My dad shows up. He is laughing. Laughing, he thought the whole thing was so funny. I get in the truck, I am so upset, and I am pissed that he is laughing. And he takes me home, and like he he looked underneath the t shirt, and he was like, mm, "That doesn't look good. Your nose is so swollen." I was like, "I don't want to do this." So you get home, my mom is like super pissed. She's like, "Get in the car. We're going to the emergency room. Get in the car." I was like, "I didn't do this on purpose. Why are you mad at me? I'm not mad at you. Get in the car." Um. So we go to the hospital and like nobody would let me look in a mirror. Everybody was like, no, you can't see it. Just just don't worry about it. And I was like, oh, there must be something really wrong with my face if nobody will let me look in a mirror. Um, We get back into the room, like in the curtain area, you know, and the doctor comes in and uh, he takes one look and he was like, oh, your nose is not supposed to be in that position. And I was like, oh, my God, is it falling off? Nobody will let me look at it. He's like, no, 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 no. It's it's fine. Don't worry. It should not be in that spot, though. <laughs> we are going to get some x-rays on that. And I was like, oh, my God. Um, So we get x-rays. We're waiting forever. The x-rays come back. And he comes in holding them. And he looks completely bewildered. And he goes, okay, so your nose is not broken. And I was like, 
you you seem really surprised and your reaction before makes me think that it is broken because everybody seems to be really upset by the side of my nose. And he was like, well, the x-rays aren't lying. Like, it's not broken, so you can just go home. You should take some Tylenol. You'll probably have two black eyes in the morning. Your cheek will probably be puffy, but it's not broken, so good job. I remember I had to do, like, math homework that night because it was due. And I was sitting in my room and I couldn't really see straight and I had the world's biggest headache and I remember just crying and my mom was like, just don't do your homework. It's going to be fine. Your teacher will understand, she especially... She just calls you in sick for school to Oh, no, day. no, no. My mother did not do that ever. Mm-mm. So I expected to wake up with two black eyes and meanwhile, I had seen my nose. It was severely crooked. Like, I couldn't understand how it wasn't broken because it was like really, really in the wrong place. Um, I wake up the next morning. I look in the mirror. I am not swollen. I don't have a black eye. I don't have a bruise. I don't have anything that shows that I was seriously injured, except for the fact that my nose is now in the very, not in the correct place. Um, so I had, my mom was like, well, you're fine. You're going to school. And I was like, oh, okay, this sucks. Um, like didn't even have a bandage on my face for it or anything. And I go to math because it was first period and I don't have my homework. And that had never happened before. And my math teacher was like, Kretzinger, homework. I was like, no, I didn't do my homework. And he was like, you need to come to my desk right now and explain yourself. And I was standing there and I was like, look, I got hit in the face last night with this softball. It was a really big deal. I had to go to the emergency room. I had a really big headache. I didn't do my homework. And he's looking at me and my face and he's like trying to figure out if I'm telling the truth. And I was like, you can call the softball coach and she will tell you exactly what I just said. Also, my nose is not supposed to be here. It's supposed to be over here. And he was like, yeah, okay, you better turn your homework in tomorrow. Okay, I will. Thanks. Mm-hmm. I have a crooked nose. Um, so what I think happened <laughs> is that there was actually like a significant amount of swelling when they took the x-ray and it obscured some sort of like fracture i don't know if this is even possible but this is what i have decided has happened we already laid out at the beginning of the episode that we are not medical doctors um but like is it look at it it is it's crooked it is so crooked um and the fracture just didn't show up on that x-ray they should have done another one like a few days later to find it Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sunglasses don't sit correctly on my face neither do my eyeglasses because my nose goes over here instead of like that it's very bad mm-hmm. so yeah i have a scar above my eyebrow and i have crooked nose that's my face mm-hmm. i mean you could keep on playing softball and maybe you'll get knocked back the other way did you make the Kid, team no you didn't make the team. no i was scared of the ball after that Mm-mm. oh okay nope Kid number three. Do you remember who was playing uh, shortstop? I do. Um, she. Who actually, was the runner? No, there the there was no runner. It was, it was a imaginary. Pretend, it was runner? an imaginary runner. Okay. Um, the person that actually hit me in the face with a softball wound up having a um softball injury of her own, but hers was very significant. And it, yeah, let's not go there. This is yeah. this is about our injuries. Yeah. So, what do you got over there? Oh, well. I need a I need a whiskey this one. <laughs> Luckily we have it. So I'm real quick before I get into this story. We debated whether they even put this one in the, <laughs> in the mix, but you were like, no, no, no. We're gonna have a ball with this. Hmm. Come on. Mm-hmm. So I'm going back to the Traverse City because we do have one more whiskey to do tonight. Uh, I don't want to spoil it. This is we're on round five. Uh, I'm pulling back out the the barrel proof whiskey for this story. I think you need it. You want some? I do. How much? Like an ounce. That's oh, fine. wow. Okay. Not an ounce. I mean, whatever you've been pouring, I want that much. I've been pouring halves. I want a half. There you go. Hey, cheers. Cheers. So, shall we talk about my horrific bout with Epididymitis, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, after so many whiskeys. Close enough. Close enough. Yep. Mm-hmm. For those of who don't know what this is, <laughs> let's do a brief refresher on human anatomy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dudes 
have a scrotum. <laughs> inside, hey, Dr. Tomasi. They, inside are the <laughs> testicles, but there's also all sorts of little tubes running around. And there's a collection of them right behind it that connect up. Uh, this condition is when a blockage forms in one of those tubes. Most commonly caused by some sort of bacterial infection. Um, and it could be anything. It could be E. coli. It could be a staph infection. It could be, you know, anything. You could catch the bug du jour. And if it's in your system, you know, that having that infection can cause it. Of course, when you have it, of course, the first thing they want to check you out for is all the STDs because gonorrhea and um, chlamydia. Chlamydia. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, are all can also cause it, but it's also the the less sexy because they're not STDs. <laughs> okay, <laughs> diseases can cause it too. Uh, I've I've run into this a couple times. Uh, the first time I was in high school, and of course we we come back from spring break, and what happens is because there's a blockage, uh, there's swelling, there's a buildup, uh, and of course with all the swelling and the buildup, it's putting pressure on your testicles. Um, so it feels like someone has got your nuts in a vice. Ouch. Yeah. And it's uncomfortable and everything. So the first time I had this, I was in high school. We had just got back from spring break. And what I told my parents is I had a really bad lower abdominal stomach ache. And I don't know if I was like a blockage in my intestines or what, you know, I just gave them all line of bullshit <laughs> and go to the doctor. And of course the doctor's like, Oh, you're on spring break. Where'd you go? I said Honduras. He's like, were you hooking up with the local ladies? I'm like, Wait, I'm sorry. When you say that you went to the doctor, are you talking about the doctor that we send our children to? No, I went to it. I was in high school. I went to an actual okay, general that practitioner. Okay, because that would just made this whole thing so I much more funny. No, I didn't. When I was in high school, I didn't go to a pediatrician <laughs> like somebody else who stayed with the pediatrician so she was in college. It's not like I had a choice. Anyway, no, I went to an actually grown <laughs> adult doctor. <laughs> uh, and so... <laughs> But his son was a friend of mine. Okay. We were in uh, Boy Scouts together. So he's like, do you hook up with some ladies where you're there? Which is totally creepy. Because he's also got the creepy looking beard, too. Like, at this point, I'm a virgin. So I was like, no. <laughs> I was on a speck of land off the coast of an island out in the Caribbean. And like, there was basically nobody around. I'm there with my brother and my parents. And we were just scuba diving nonstop. Um, but you know, <laughs> being there and trying to avoid drinking the wrong water and everything. Yeah. I ended up catching a bug and you know, things work the way they do in the body. Did not get it from an STD. Although they checked because <laughs> why not? You could run all the tests and build the insurance companies. <laughs> anyway, uh, um, put me on amoxicillin and cleaned it right up. Amoxicillin. Yeah. Good old pink stuff. Pink stuff. But it wasn't too bad. Fast forward, um, we are, we're up in DC and I had gone up and I was doing, uh, primarily doing research and development work on, uh, DARPA contracts for the, uh, for the military, the advanced research stuff, but we were doing other contracts for other entities, um, little ones. But at one point, um, the, the contract vehicles ran their course and that was the end of that. And it was time to, um, move on to something else. And there was a, a gap in employment, which is normal for that kind of thing for a few months. And we were on Cobra and you were pregnant. Hugely pregnant. Hugely pregnant. Uh, it was summer. It was hot. Uh, I mean, the rub on the whole thing was that the, the boss didn't tell us that the contract would be ending, partly because the company had informed him they were sick of his and they were going to end it because they wanted to get him the out. Um, but he had uh, told us that we would be on for a few more years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, so that kind of sucked. But anyway, it ended. Uh, time to find something new. And um, I'm just not feeling good. And because we're on Cobra and everything's super expensive, I didn't want to just go to the doctor. And you're pregnant, and we had already been making enough doctor's visits and stuff. Yeah, and I'm busy doing interviews and taking talking job stuff. And the, the discomfort was coming on gradually, and it just kept coming on, coming on, coming on. And, and one day, I'm like, I just don't feel good. I'm just going to lay on the couch. And I'm wearing, like, basketball-style shorts. And I've, I'm on my back, and I've got, like, uh, my knees up, and one one ankle's on top of the other knee. 
<clears throat> and you're sitting in the chair across from me, and your face just gets, <laughs> whoa. And um, one, I don't feel well, but part of me is like, yeah, baby. You're like, <laughs> you're like no, no, that something's wrong. <laughs> and so, like, you take my temperature. I'm running a fever, mm-hmm. uh, and I don't feel good. But then you're like, you need to go to the doctor. Uh, I'm like, why? <laughs> you're like, your is <laughs> not right. <laughs> Like what? And she's like, don't don't look. Or you're like, well, she, you. It's me. Like, yeah. Or like, don't look down, and don't don't touch your nuts. <laughs> like why? He's like, you're swollen. And at that point, I think um, my my scrotum had swollen larger than a baseball. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we, I I, argue- I was worried that you had like testicular torsion and that you were going to be because I was also trying to get back in weight, back in shape and running. And yeah. And so like, yeah, the things had been swinging around trying to waddle my way through a run. I'm like, no, no, no. I'm going to go take a cold shower and maybe I'll just cool off. Maybe it's just something temporary. Yeah. Um, so take a cold shower, come out. It's bigger. (laughs) So you drive me to the hospital. Of course you're like super pregnant. So everyone thinks we're there for you. Yep. No, we're not. And, of course, I have to go get in. Uh, we, we explained what's going on at the triage desk. Uh, they luckily didn't make me drop my pants at triage. <laughs> um, at this point, though, I'm, like, completely commando and um, in just basketball shorts, though, because there was no wearing underwear at this point. Nope. Um, they eventually take me back. And, of course, everybody who's got to check me out through this entire process is female. Yep. Um, yep. So they had to do a sonogram on it. Uh, by the time they got back to... Uh, all the imaging radiology and uh, the sonogram stuff. Uh, at that point, it was now larger than a softball, heading to like grapefruit size. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Drink up, people. This is like definitely a whiskey episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> so they go through all this, and of course, they got to run all the tests and like, do you have chlamydia? Do you have gonorrhea? No, don't have those. But I had contracted some sort of bug, and it created an infection and created a blockage, and everything got backed up. So, yeah. What they give you to make it go away? Amoxicillin. A good old amoxicillin <laughs> to the rescue the again. stuff. <laughs> Which, of course, I take in liquid form because I can't swallow pills. That's right. You take yeah. it like a child. Mm-hmm. Whatever. <laughs> You make fun of me for going to see a pediatrician until I go to college, but you can't swallow pills and you make Listen, them give you painkillers in liquid form, which can we is completely not, insane. I had like a beach ball for nuts at that point. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, all this swelling is putting pressure on my actual testicles. So, yeah, I'm like, talk about a kick in the nuts nonstop. <laughs> it's like that episode of South Park where they're bouncing on their balls that they like stuck in the microwave and they're bouncing on like they're like little... <laughs> Remember, did you have the little thing that was like a ball with Mickey Mouse's head on it and his ears were handles? Yeah, we had that too. Yeah, so medical mishap. Uh, Good times. Yeah. Meanwhile, I'm terrified that they're going to like take a knife or something and try to pop my nuts or whatever. Nope, it was just uh, amoxicillin, clear up the infection, open it up, let everything drain. That's fun. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Now that everyone's horrified... Yeah. Oh, the things we've gone through. Mm-hmm. Let's do a let's do a round six. Okay. Yeah. Round six. Round six is close to home. Yes, very close to home. Round six is just down the road. Why don't you tell about round six, which is from Journeyman with the big black label and the silver wax on top. By the way, cheers real quick. Okay. Cheers to my nuts. We survived that last story. You survived that last story. Yeah. No, we survived the story. I survived those swollen testicles or actually the swollen scrotum. Okay. So we are drinking Silver Cross Whiskey from Journeyman Distillery. It's 100 proof. What, what is this 1% for golf? 
What the hell does that mean? <laughs> I'll explain it to you, but uh, read the back of the label. Okay, in the back. This says, originally, the silver cross was given as a medal for golf. Oh, okay. In the early days of the British Open. The silver cross would later come to symbolize friendship, tradition, camaraderie, and spirited competition. This whiskey is a tribute to the greatest game, both its beginnings and its future. 1% of all proceeds will be donated for the betterment of the game of golf. This is yeah. batch number 24, bottle number 1,800. No, sorry, 186. Yes. And it's organic. Is it also kosher? Uh, yep, it is. Fun note, uh, Journeyman Distillery in Three Oaks, Michigan, out back. They have an amazing 19-hole putting green. And this isn't like just flat. It's rolling hills. It's challenging. Amazing little putting green. We've taken it. It's pretty fun. Free for kids, but you can putt while you're sipping on your cocktails, waiting for your table, or just while you're sipping cocktails and putting around. Yep. We've gone with the kids before. I think I've put photos up of everyone golfing on it. It is so, so cool. Yeah, it's pretty fun. Okay, let's drink this business. Right off the bat, just sticking your nose in the glass. Different scents. Uh, tipping it back, different flavor than the ones we've had. It's distinct in a good way. Ooh, I like that. Mm-hmm. That's good. It's also smooth. Yeah. Not a big burn. Mm-mm. It does warm your throat, though. Yeah. I mean, your, your crooked nose is turning kind of red. I bet it is. That If there was ever a name for a whiskey or a cocktail, like the crooked nose or the red crooked nose... It tastes like um, a fireplace. It is a little smoky. Mm-hmm. It's similar to their buggy whip, but you know, at the same time, still distinct. I like this one. I like this one too. I just can't drink any more of it <laughs> because it's your well. Actually, now your seventh whiskey of the yeah, night. Yeah, it's just it's a lot of whiskeys. Yeah, well, that's why I brought them the giant pitcher of water tonight. Mm-hmm. So. While I'm working on the whiskeys, I still have the um, the Traverse City one, which we had described earlier. Uh, and now I have got my Silver Cross and your remaining Silver Cross in front of me. Only a little bit. Why don't we... We have a few stories to get through. This time, they're not us. No, they're other people's stories. But related to us. Yes. So why don't you get a start on that? And okay. I'll, I'll chime in at some point. The first two are going to be about kid number one. Kid number one really uh, likes to keep us on our toes. And she started doing this when she was about two years old, three years old, somewhere in there. She likes to make your Mother's Days memorable. Yes, she does. Um, the first time she did this, though, we were at home and we were playing with, um, I had created like a sensory box for her and for kid number two. And this particular box consisted of dried navy beans and um the, the kids were practicing pouring they were sort of running their fingers through the beans they were picking them up and then dropping them back in we were running them through tubes we were having all kinds of fun with the beans um well i went into the kitchen to make coffee and i came back and kid number one was like making snorty noises and i was like what are you doing over there and she goes i got beans in my nose <laughs> I was like, gonna do she's got a little tiny person i got beans in my nose <laughs> i was like that's not funny and she goes i got beans in my nose and then she went <clears throat> like she made the snort noise and one popped out and i was like oh my god get them out of your nose now and so she's like <laughs> she got a couple more out <laughs> but then one like got stuck so then she's like trying to dig her finger in there and i was like no 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 and I, like, I had come over to her at this point, and I was watching her, like, trying to shove this thing back into her nose. And I was like, no, you're making it worse. Stop. And she was like, but the bean is in my nose. And um, I was like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. What do I do? What do I do? I don't know how to handle beans in the nose. And so I tried calling you, but that was stupid because your phone was, like, locked in a locker somewhere because you weren't allowed to have phones at your job um because security reasons yeah anyway. so then i tried calling my mom and she didn't answer the phone i think i cr- tried calling your mom and she didn't answer the phone so then i was like oh my god oh my god my kid she's gonna like aspirate on this thing or something so i gotta get there I, and i called the pediatrician and I've, they answered the phone it was, she's gonna have bean sprouts on the brain 
the nurse practitioner answered the phone and was like, oh my gosh, you have to help me. My child has a beat up her nose. I don't know what to do. And she started howling on the phone. And I was like, it's not funny. I need to get the bean out of her nose. She keeps trying to pick it and it makes it worse. And she goes, okay, can you see the bean? And I was like, yes. And she goes, okay, this is what I want you to do. Lay her down. I was like, okay. So I did that. Kid number one is looking at me and she's like, do you know what you're doing? And I said, no, no. <laughs> be quiet and lay there. And uh, the nurse, like I put the nurse on speakerphone at this point because I couldn't like hold her down while also holding the phone. Um, so she goes, OK, she's down on the ground. And I said, yes. And she goes, all right, you're going to take your finger and you're going to push the open nostril closed. And I was like, OK, that's weird, but sure. And so I like pushed her little nostril closed and she goes, mommy, I don't like it. And I was like, be quiet, lay there. Um, and she goes, okay, now you're going to open her mouth and you're going to put your mouth on top of hers. Like you're doing CPR and you're going to blow into her mouth. And I was like, no, I'm not. And she goes, yes, you are. And it's going to pop the bean out of her nose because you've got her open nostril closed. There will be nowhere else for the air to go except for out through the open nostril with the bean. Until her eyeballs bug out of her head. Yeah, and I was like, what if it doesn't work? And she goes, we'll talk about that when it doesn't work. I want you to try. <laughs> I'll talk you through putting her eyeballs back in her head. Yep, so I was like, okay. Hold still, kid number one. And she's like, no. So I did it. <laughs> I closed her little nostril, I blew into her mouth, and that bean went shooting across the room. <laughs> it was so funny. It We found it. It was yucky. Um, so I picked up the phone, and I was like, good news. It worked. The bean is out. And she goes, good. Is she breathing okay? Yep, she seems to be fine. Okay, well, we'll talk to you later then. Goodbye. <laughs> um. So, yeah, that was the bean in the nose. After that, we didn't play with beans anymore. Because clearly my children could not be trusted with them. Clearly. Yeah. Kid number one. Always a good time. Um, Mother's Day, right? Mother's Day. Mother's Day. She's three years old for this one. I believe so. Yeah, this was before preschool. This one made the uh, the photo for this one made the Christmas card. Absolutely. Yep. Um, it was Mother's Day. The kids, kid number one and kid number two were upstairs. They were supposed to be taking a nap. And right. we were downstairs. I think we were watching TV or something. And all of a sudden, I heard this very, very strange cough and a cry. And that was not normal. So I was like, oh, no, something is wrong. And we went running up the stairs. And kid number one. Well, you ran up the stairs. I waddled. Well, OK, anyway. fine. Kid number one is like clinging onto her bunk bed ladder. And she her eyes are huge and she looks terrified. And she's coughing. And I was like, oh, my God, are you OK? What's wrong? What's wrong? And she goes, I ate a penny. And I was like, what? What do you mean you ate a penny? And she goes, I had it on my tongue to see what it tasted like. And I coughed and I ate it. And I was like, oh, because um, <laughs> she said that she coughed and she ate it. And I was like, did you inhale it or did you actually swallow it into your belly? And she couldn't tell me the answer to that. So I was like, oh my God, what if she actually inhaled it into her lung? We can't have pennies in lungs. So I flipped out and I called the pediatrician and they were like, yeah, she probably ate it. It's okay. She's still coughing. And I was like, no, they go, okay, well, it's not in her lungs then. So you don't have to worry about that. But she did eat it. So you're going to have to check her poop every time she goes. And I was like, what? And they said, yeah, you got to check for the penny to make sure it passes. If it doesn't pass in three days, you need to call us back. And then they like hung up the phone. I was like, what the hell? Okay. Happy Mother's Day. Happy you Mother's Day. Time poop. to go and get some rubber gloves. Fortunately, kid number one took forever to potty train. So she was still in diapers, which made this way easier than it would have been if she were actually potty trained. Um, so it gets to be day number three and there's no sign of that penny um and we were very thorough in checking for the penny <laughs> and kid number one actually started running a fever that day and she started complaining that her belly hurt and i was like oh no it's happening she has appendicitis from the penny oh no oh no <laughs> so we go running off to the pediatrician and the doctor is like poking her belly and she's talking to kid number one and she's like i really I oh she's talking to kid number two no, she's talking to kid number one. She is number kid number one. The doctor. Oh, never mind. Drink some more whiskey. Okay. 
Um, Where will I find some more whiskey? I don't know. It's a mystery. I don't know. So she she's poking her belly and she's like, I really, I bet you that Penny's getting ready to pop out anytime, but she does have the fever and she does have a tummy ache. So I'm just, I'm going to send you for an x-ray and we'll just find out where exactly that Penny is. And I was like, okay, cool. So kid number one and I go to get her little belly x-rayed and we do. And they bring us back to see the x-ray because it's on the computer and it is the most amazing thing I've ever seen. Um, you can see all of her little tiny baby organs. They're all looking perfect and then there is a little round penny sitting right in her intestine and i was like huh that's amazing i'm taking a picture of this so i took a picture of the x-ray and we stuck it in the christmas card and the the radiologist was like yep the penny's right there um i bet you it's out in a day or two like one more day gotta be out um because it's i mean it's clearly working its way through it's not stuck somewhere so just keep checking. Um, and it... Congrats, your kid is coin-operated. Yeah, it wound up um, popping out, I think, later that night. So, yeah. Yay! Yay! But we do have the x-ray to prove that it happened. She she actually thinks that this story is hilarious. Um, it's because she didn't have to dig through the poop. That's exactly it. So, hopefully someday she has a kid just like her. I mean, other things she's done mm-hmm. on Mother's Day are like when she decided to tie her hair in knots and stuff. But that's not part of the story. Nope, that's I'll, not I'll do the next one though, because it's an X-ray story. Yeah, it is, and that involves our kids. Kid number two. I'm downstairs cooking dinner one night. I was down there too. Yeah, and kids number one, two, and three are upstairs. We didn't have four yet. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we did. Mm-hmm. We did. Sorry, kid number four was just born. Yeah, she was like four months old. Yeah, mm-hmm. four three, months old. Three or four I months. Yeah, took that picture that morning. Yeah. Um, so kids, uh, one and two were playing hockey together. They're on, that was the season they were on the, the black team back at the open air rink. Kid number three was in learn to skate and was really getting the hang of that and was getting close to getting into learn to play. Uh, we were nearing the end of the season. So they're upstairs. We're, I'm cooking dinner. You're hanging out with me. Uh, you probably had kid number four in your arms and the other three are up in kid number one's room playing and apparently kid number two was working on his superhero jump. So like, said, you know, when Iron Man jumps onto oh yeah. the earth. We had to dig down this. When he jumps down, he comes down and you got the one hand on the ground and you're mm-hmm. kind of squatting down. And the other hand is like either doing a Spider-Man launch a web thing or just making a fist or whatever. <laughs> you know, whatever they do. Anyway, and we're not blaming Marvel or anything for this. But this is what he said when we asked what you're doing. He's like, I was doing my superhero jump. Which is really the superhero landing. Anyway, um, we hear this scream, and clearly he's in pain. And it's not just the kids, you know, screwing around and just the fake whiny, you know, thing. It was a scream of legit pain. Yep. And uh, so I'm at the stove. So you go running upstairs, and you're like, oh, no, oh, no, no. this isn't right so i go look at his arm and i'm like like leave the stuff i'm like holy take him to the hospital that's messed up yep it's it's already swelling it's yeah it was it was bad so he had jumped out of his sister's desk chair and landed on the ground and basically hyperextended that elbow and broke the the end of of the um i don't know which bone i don't know if it was his humerus or if it was his radius or ulna i don't know which one but he broke a chunk of it off and that actually spun 180 degrees within his body uh so you took him in i watched the other kids uh when he came home (laughs) um they had massively bandaged it there was too much swelling for them to do anything they said so they sent him home but he was all kinds of medicated Oh yeah, they gave him so much, so many painkillers. So I put the the younger two to bed, and uh, kid one refused to go to bed because she was so worried about kid number two. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, this is her little buddy that had been around since she was eleven months old. So she and I are watching Planet Earth, <laughs> and he comes home and he's starving because he hadn't had dinner no, yet. No, I took him to McDonald's afterwards. That's how I got him to walk into the hospitals. I promised to take him to McDonald's to get him chicken nuggets. So after we left the hospital, I went through the drive-thru and I okay. got that kid a 
ton of chicken nuggets. All right. So he's e- he's eating though, but he comes in and we got, I mean, he's at the table and we're sitting there with him and we got um, Planet Earth on the documentary series. He's like, wow, <laughs> the blue is so blue. <laughs> the green is so green. And I'm like, holy sh- you're stoned. <laughs> And Kid One's asking, like, even Kid One knows something's up with him. She, like, doesn't understand. But she's asking him questions just to see, like, yeah, man. I'm like, God, <laughs> he's going to go for a Grateful Dead concert soon. Or he's going to start following fish around the country. Um, so, so <laughs> up. Uh, he went in to see the specialist and ended up having to go in and get surgery. It was, like, two and a half hour surgery. Uh, he had to get pins put in. Uh, we had a few round of casts. Everyone's assuming, like, how'd you break your arm playing hockey? No, he was jumping out of his sister's desk chair. Being a superhero. So moral of the story here in terms of stuff is, no, hockey is less dangerous than sitting in a desk chair. Um, Don't let your kids watch Marvel movies. Now, we do have a picture where he's back on the ice when he was finally cleared. But even when he was back on the ice, we got one of those uh, long sleeves with the extra padding that he wore underneath his hockey pads just to protect that elbow for probably another year afterwards. Mm -hmm. He wore extra padding under that elbow. Oh, but uh, when it was all said and done and it was all healed up and all the casts were off, uh, he ended up with, he has a scar Mm -hmm. in the shape of a smiley face that he gets to show off. Yep. Uh, The big curve from the incision for the surgery and then where the two pins were are the eyes. Yeah, it's so cute. He loves it. And he was like quite popular in kindergarten because especially when it was all snowy out, somebody had to stay inside with him. <laughs> and luckily it came off just as the snow started melting because he's like, nobody wanted to stay inside. Like they wanted to go out and play and the cast came off and he could go out and play. Yep. Hey, let's do one last story and then we'll wrap this up. Okay. And we'll let you do it because it's your brother. Okay. My poor brother. Um, when he was little, he was actually quite accident prone. Um, you know, some would say there's no such thing as accident prone. It's someone who engages in at risk behavior. And okay. He totally just, did not do that. They're just, in this case. it's just do. Um, he, we were living in West Virginia when this happened and my brother had like asthma, I think, and something, he was sick and he had to go get his lungs x-rayed and my mom was like, you take him to the doc. You you take him to go do it this time. Um, this was like a thing with him. So my dad takes him to to the hospital to get the X-rays. And after they were done, they were they were trying to leave the hospital, and they were walking out the door through the like automatic door opening. And on the way out, there's like a bump, like a lip bump, you know. Um, and was. I think he was like three at the time. So tiny legs. I'm going to bleep out his name though. Yeah. Okay. Um, tiny legs. And he, my dad takes a big step over the bump, but he does not. And he winds up tripping over the bump and going down hard on his chin. And so this thing is like dripping with blood. My dad takes a look and he shakes his head and he's like, nope. Spins him back around and they go walking right back into the hospital. And my dad goes, um, I think he needs stitches. And they're like, oh, you can take a seat over here in the emergency room. And my dad was like, what the hell? No, we were just here. We got x-rays two minutes ago. Please don't make us wait. And they're like, no, no, you have to wait. You're a new patient again. Um, So he wound up. <laughs> it took a really long time. And I was at home with my mom. And she was getting very upset because they should have been home by then. Um, and they weren't. And when they did come home, he was very upset. And he had a big old bandage on his chin. And my mom was like, what the hell is this? And my dad goes, he had to get stitches. And she goes, I didn't send you for stitches. I sent you for x-rays. Um, so he explained it all to my mom. And she she looked through like four stitches in that little tiny chin of his. And she was so upset. So upset. But I thought it was hilarious. I was like, ha ha, you had to go to the hospital twice. That's funny. And you had to get stitches. <laughs> Your poor brother. He had to get stitches in his chin so many times. He fell and busted his chin like a whole bunch growing up. Mm-hmm. Yep, that that was not the only time that happened. Mm-mm. Maybe get the kid a chin strap or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Have you had enough fun for tonight? I think so. I think our listeners have too. I think so. All right. 
So this has been another episode of the Red Arrow Health and Wellness Podcast. We drop episodes almost every Monday. Usually. This was episode, well, it was planned to be episode 75, but I'm looking down to see how long it's taking, and uh, this is going to be 75 and 76. We'll split them up. Fun. 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 A lot of fun. <laughs> uh, so plenty to go back and check out, but for now, Jessica, it's been fun. So much fun. Bye. Bye.